0: Lord, we continue to give thanks that you are always with us, moving in our midst, not only because we feel something, but because you promised that you would in Scripture. So we lay hold of that truth and that promise again today by faith. You are not limited by time or space. You are not limited to locations, but you, Lord, are omnipresent with us all right now, wherever we are watching the stream from. Not limited by time means even if I'm not watching this live, you are still with me and able to touch my life through this message today. You, God, can make a way for us each right now, make a way through our circumstances and even through our frustrations that we might have, through our pain or, Lord, through our disappointment. Whatever it is, God, you can make a way. You are the way maker. You are still a miracle worker, Lord, for those who are desperate right now in their situation for a miracle. Maybe it's for provision or Maybe it's for a physical healing that they're calling out to you for, or maybe even we need the provision of patience and of peace right now. We thank you that you are well able to do just that, and so we ask for your miracle-working power to be released to those who need that. We thank you that you are the promise keeper, again keeping your covenant of love to a thousand generations keeping your promise to always be with us. And we thank you for that promise again today. You, Lord, are the light in the darkness. That is who you are. So even when things feel dark, you, Lord, are the light that we most need in those times. You are our hope and our comfort and our provider. And you are, Lord, our good shepherd. And you are indeed our friend. And we honor you today with our continuing faith in who you are In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning, church family. It's so great to be able to say hello and to welcome you into my study at home, which is now... Uh, my studio that our team have set up for me which is which is pretty awesome and you'll be in your living rooms bedrooms you'll be in different locations as you're facing the lockdown I just want to say a big hello to you but let you know right from the start again I know you know this but Angie and I and the team we, we love you greatly we're praying for you we believe in you and and you know, even in the midst of this season just excited by what opportunities that are presented to God and what he's able to do in and through our lives do you know um, we've been speaking in this a season called Prepare since about the beginning of February. It's a a season that we felt God laid on our hearts. And this is part seven today of that Prepare series, which is kind of crazy, part seven. I think the last time I did a seven-part message series, or we did as a church under my leadership, it was actually right back in 2016 at the uh, beginning when Angela and I took over Leading Life Church as the lead pastors. That series was called Lessons of a Learner. This is a crazy topic really, because here we are 2020 as we start a new decade. And I feel like we're learning brand new lessons. So we could start again with lessons of a learner 2020 edition, because we're learning how to be adaptable as the church, learning how to be completely flexible as things were changing rapidly through this COVID-19 uh, season we're in. So we've been adapting and we've been flexible. And so here I am recording a message for you today from my own house. It's pretty cool to think That God gives us people with great skills who can still make church happen for us, no matter what it is we're going through. I trust that prepare has been both challenging, but it's also been encouraging for you that it has been what the name suggests. It's been a time where you have been preparing and being prepared for such a season as this, such a season as this COVID-19 scenario that we're in right now. The season where we're talking about living lives, where Christ is at the center of our church, Christ is at the center of our families, and also the center of our personal lives. The focus for the season has been, God, we want to get things in order. God, have your way in us. Bring order to our lives. Rearrange our lives. Have access to our hearts and lives, that we would live lives where we prioritize Christ and he becomes center again. This season was all launched from passage That God spoke to us out of in Luke chapter 5 verse 1 to 7. I want to read it to you again this morning and just kind of refresh it to us and then we'll carry on. Luke 5 verse 1 to 7. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they'd done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. You know, this is an amazing passage full of incredible promises of God. It's full of the obedience of man to do what Christ says to do. And they get a great catch. So overwhelming that they filled two boats to the point of sinking. And there's lots to unpack. But you know, there was one verse, maybe a slightly obscure verse when you just read it, but... One verse that God brought revelation out of for us, and the verse was actually verse 2. And verse 2 says this, He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. And this is the verse that God brought revelation to us. That in order to be effective on mission and as the church, we needed to take the time, like the fishermen did, to park the boats and clean and mend our nets. That our nets speak of our lives that can develop holes and gather a lot of extra mess that if we leave our lives unattended with all the mess and all the holes, it in the end renders us ineffective for the mission of Christ to reach the world. The Bible also promises us what it calls abundant life or a full life in Christ. We've been promised that but I felt like God reminded my heart that when life, our lives are full of clutter and mess. It's hard to find fullness in Christ because there's so much else happening, so much more noise, so much more activity, and and somewhat, if we're not careful, Christ can get lost. And that's the heartbeat of this series, is to bring our lives centered back on Jesus. That when we do that, we can find what it is to continue to live this fullness of life in Christ. See, other things can become more important than they should. And suddenly Jesus is moved from the center of our lives. As we're all in lockdown in our city and right across our nation as things get a bit uncertain around us I'm again reminded of why this season of prepare is of such importance why getting things in order matter so much because when Christ is the center of my life the reality is I have everything I truly need so much of the time in my own life I look at my life and And I think I could do with something else or if I could have that thing or this thing and if I could purchase that or if I could just get that happening. And the reality is, as I contemplate again afresh, the season of prepare and thinking about what it is to be in lockdown, I realize all I truly need, all I truly need is Christ himself. No amount of money, no amount of fame, nothing can give me the security that I truly, truly need aside from Jesus. As a follower of Christ, when I have Christ at the center, I am secure in the knowledge that God is with me through everything I face. And the truth is we all know, don't we, that we will face stuff. We will go through things. In fact, we're all going through this COVID-19 all together and, and we'll, but we'll face things in our life that are struggles and challenges. But the promise is that Christ is with us through it all. As a follower of Christ, When I have him at the center, I know he'll be with me. My eternity is anchored completely to Christ and that releases in me on a daily basis that sense of great hope in my heart. Nothing and no one else can bring me that level of certainty that Jesus can. And because of that truth, when that is revelation I carry in my heart, I know that regardless of what I face, you know that regardless of what you face, you will always have hope and therefore you'll always have reason to praise. You'll always have reason to sing. You'll always have reason to give thanks because of the hope that you have found in Christ Jesus. Therefore, I feel like we're prepared. I am prepared for whatever is to come because I get my priorities in order. I end up with a correct value system of what truly matters in my life. I'm able to live and and love more fully because Christ is the center of my life. And when he is, he's also the one out working through my life to bless others. When I'm focused on Christ and he's at the center, my life becomes such a blessing because I'm living with the mission of Christ. I'm living thinking of others. I'm living and loving people the way that he would live and love them. As we spoke about last week, if Christ is the center of my life, then hope is also front and center in my life. I always have hope. I believe hope is one of a number of threads, but it's an important thread that God uses to mend my nets and heal my nets so that my holes are fixed. If holes represent brokenness and represent hurts or disappointments or mistakes we've made in the past or represent unforgiveness a whole lot of other things it could mean a whole lot of things then hope is the thread that God uses to weave and mend our nets if Christ gives us hope through his death and his resurrection eternal hope then his death and resurrection makes all the difference for us as believers let's read Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4 to 6 again the prophet Isaiah prophesying of a Messiah that would come and what he would represent and what he would mean for us speaking and prophesying to the hope that we would have when this Messiah would come. And he says of Jesus this, Surely he took up our pain and he bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each one of us has turned to our own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Jesus, the one prophesied about, would pay the ultimate price that none of us could pay for ourselves. He paid for our mistakes with his life. He paid for our mess with his life. And because of what Jesus has done for you and I upon the cross, let it be a reminder again today. I know you know this, but let it be a simple encouragement that because of the cross, we have great hope. And that hope we carry, that we have and what Jesus has done, continues to weave together our holes in our nets and bring healing to our brokenness. For a lot of people, the healing or the mending of holes in our nets begins when we allow Jesus access to these parts of our lives that are broken. That we say yes to Him. We we agree when we say, God have your way in me. Jesus, you have access to the brokenness in my heart, the holes in my life, the mess in my life. But the reality is that many people carry their brokenness. And somehow they think it's their fault, and therefore I deserve what I've got. And yeah, you might have made a mistake. You might Have brokenness caused by decisions you've made you might have mess but do you know what i don't believe you were designed to carry the brokenness or the mess of your life but so many people think i deserve the situation i'm in i deserve the life that i've got if that's you today you're sitting listening to me and you know you feel like the 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 mess of your life is your own doing i'm speaking directly to you for these next few moments and for everyone else let this be an encouragement of the hope that we truly have. Let me just say this to you today. If each of us got what we truly deserved for the way we lived our lives, I, Carl, and many of us would be in a huge amount of trouble. We could not pay for the brokenness and the mess and the mistakes and the sin that came in our lives of that which we committed. We needed Jesus for that. And the truth is that's what God's grace is. God's grace means undeserved favor. God, through Christ, has paid the price for our mess and our mistakes. That is the miracle of salvation. And I want to encourage you with that today. That is truly the miracle. And so you have been forgiven for your sin. He has taken it upon himself. And I think we need to be encouraged again and let hope rise that Jesus has paid that price. We get what we don't deserve. Christ died that we might be forgiven for the mess of our lives, that's encouraging. So we have great hope in Christ because we get what we actually don't deserve. We get forgiveness. We get the promise of eternal life. And it's all down to what Jesus has done on our behalf. He's done it because God in heaven loves us that much. When we fully understand that truth, When it's revealed to our hearts, hope rises in our lives and we begin to see the mess and we can begin to see the brokenness in our lives being mended and healed. When hope begins to rise, we go, God, I see you at work in my life. Have access. Deal with me. Thank you for the price that you've paid. I want to try this this morning to try and illustrate this hope, how it actually works in and through our lives. See, the reality of our brokenness and difficulty or lives where we end up carrying the majority of our mess we do it in our own strength and we think it's our job because we did it to ourselves that we have to carry the mess in the end we're living with what i would call burden it's a burden that for much of for many of us we actually just can't carry i'm carrying the load and mess of my life and you know what you're not designed to carry burden but to carry hope you've been designed to be a hope bearer not a burden bearer you're not designed to carry the burden that you can't carry. See, burden wears us out. It wearies us, it tires us, but hope energizes us. And hope gives you great strength. In the midst of difficulty, in the midst of what you're walking through, hope in Christ gives you the strength that you need. Let's take a look at some of Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30 today. Jesus says, come to me. It's an invitation. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, And I will give you rest, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus gives an invitation to all those who feel they are weary or, or who are burdened. He says, come to me, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. See, our hope and our freedom is found nowhere other than a relationship with Jesus. You won't find release from weariness and burden apart from Christ. He is the one who says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Our breakthroughs, they lie in Christ. Our genuine freedom is found in Him. Anything else we use to try and refresh our lives or to try and carry our burdens are not effective over the long term. They may well help us avoid the feeling of weariness or the feeling of burden for a time, but ultimately anything other than Jesus himself will not last. So Jesus starts with, come to me. It's Jesus who ultimately gives us the rest from the challenges that life throws at you and throws at me. Jesus is the one who in the midst of our mess and in the midst of difficulty and in the midst of our struggles can give us rest. He says, take my yoke upon you. A yoke is well-known term among farmers and workers. You would yoke animals together to pull heavy loads or to plow difficult, tough ground. And Jesus is saying, "Take my yoke." In other words, be yoked with me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And then again, Jesus says, "You will find rest for yourselves." Jesus is bringing that revelation that our rest, true rest, is found in relationship with Him. When we're yoked, when we're linked with Jesus, then. We find rest for our souls. It's incredible imagery for me. In other words, let me put it to you this way. Jesus is offering to do the heavy lifting on our behalf. In other words, though there will be ground that's difficult, and though there will be a a heavy load to carry, if you're yoked with me, I will do the heavy lifting on your behalf. Even in the season of lockdown, where you're kind of stuck at home, or you're you're forced just to be with your family and and from different people, it'll have just kind of a different tension. Some will love it. Some will find it difficult. But even in this season of the COVID-19, we have hope in Jesus. And if we have hope in Jesus, we have strength for the season. He gives us the strength we need. He does the heavy lifting on our behalf. Our hope does the heavy lifting when it comes to burden that is why we are able to let our light shine actually in the darkness that's why we are able to walk through storms as the church we're able to walk through difficult seasons that many others walk through and somehow we walk through it with a smile still on our face and a joy still in our heart it's because hope carries the burden it carries the weight jesus carries the load Therefore, we can still walk, though we might feel it, though it still can be difficult. We walk with joy and we walk with hope. As I said last week, with Christ at the center and hope in your hearts, you are prepared for such a time as this. The hope you have in Christ is a thread that God uses to mend the holes and the mess in your life. Hope carries the burdens of difficult seasons. We still feel things, as I said, you'll still feel things. There's no way you won't. You'll still feel the weight of some things. But you know what? You won't be burdened beyond what you can carry. You'll be able to still stand. You'll be able to still sing. You'll be able to still praise. You'll be able to still give God glory. You'll still have joy and you'll still have peace in your heart because hope is doing the heavy lifting. You know, many people in this world, many people in your lives, many people around us are crippled by their burdens. Because their hopelessness exposes an inability to cope under pressure. But for those of us who have hope in Jesus, we have complete, their complete ability to cope and to handle the pressure that comes our way. It's not in our strength, but it's in the strength that comes from Christ. So again, I'm reminded this week of really the utmost importance of this continued prepare season. That God is preparing each of our lives. God can bring order and will do. And he's even renewing hope in this season. You know, I feel right now in this moment as I'm speaking to you that there are many that this lockdown is, it's daunting, the prospect of it. But I feel like in this time, God is able to renew hope. He's able to refresh hope for some of you. That's kind of like every other tool that I use to cope in life has kind of been taken away. And in this season, I pray that God would use this opportunity to renew hope in him. That you would again go, you know what? I can't be anchored to anyone other than Jesus. My hope is truly found in him. We will emerge, I believe, as the church. And as followers of Jesus, much stronger, more ready to release hope to a world that will emerge from this moment. In this part of history, more uncertain than it's ever been. But you and I will be more certain than we've ever been and be able to release hope that would transform lives. Church, you know what? God knows exactly what he is doing. Of that, I have no doubt. He is sovereign. We know that God is completely in control. We know that at a global level, but we also know that at a micro level in our own lives, for each of us, many of us, continue to be able to testify of God's control, that he is in control, that he has been faithful to us, that God is good. He is a good, good father, and he's in charge and he's in control. So we can trust him. He's not surprised by the situation that is going on globally and in any and every situation, God is able to use it to reveal Jesus to the world. And I'm praying that in this time right across our planet, when people find themselves hopeless, that they would find Jesus, that the father would reveal the son and that Jesus would be found and Jesus would be seen and people would find hope in him. So in this time, can I just again encourage you to spend time focusing in on Jesus, don't let the weeks just drift by, but find time, set aside time to worship him, to pray, to spend time in prayer and thanksgiving. Spend time reading scripture, reading the word and digesting scripture, encouraging each other in families or friendship groups, whoever you're in lockdown with, spend time encouraging each other in the things of God. That this scenario for many creates actually time, it creates actually room for God to have extended access into your lives that actually God is able to have some more of your attention than he might've had in another season. That in this season, in the midst of prepare, this would be a time where we have extra opportunity to prepare our hearts and to prepare our lives, that when the church is released again, that's you and I, out into the world, we would spread hope like never before. Just a couple of final reminders. The first is that I love you. Ange loves you, the team love you. We have people that care for you. We have people that are making phone calls. And you know what? If we've missed you somehow or you haven't heard from us uh, and you're feeling isolated or alone, uh, alone, just reach out to us. We'd love to continue to talk to you. We are doing our best to contact everybody that we can. We're praying for you. Of that, you can be certain. We believe in you and we deeply love you. My friend and mentor, our founding pastor, Paul Bennett, once gave me a phrase when I was walking through another challenging time in my own life. And it went like this. This too shall pass. I'm reminding myself of that. Really, we're only a few days into this lockdown process for the four weeks minimum. You know, Angela's loving. She's loving lockdown. Angela's personality type just absolutely loves the opportunity to have alone time or home time. My personality, my nature, struggling only days in. And so this phrase I remind myself of daily. Can I encourage you with it? This too shall pass pass if you're anything like me let that be an encouragement to you it will end there is coming a time where this season will end and I'm just praying that this season would not go to waste that this would be a season where you would recognize the hope you have it does the heavy lifting when it comes to your burdens that Jesus is in control that he again would be seen as the center of our lives that when all else fails When everything else lets us down, Jesus never does. And the hope we have in him carries our burdens so that we, the church, can shine in the darkness, that we can be people of joy and faith, that we can be people who release love, be a people who carry hope no matter what we face. As we end this morning, let me just pray for you as we finish. Father God, thank you again for the hope we have in Jesus. That because we have hope, we are not weighed down beyond what we can cope with. In fact, because of hope, we have rest for our souls, even in the midst of difficulty. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are with us in this season of prepare. And we just continue to say yes to your work in our hearts and in our lives. We pray that even in this time of lockdown, that you would work in our lives, that even in this season, albeit different, would not be wasted but you would use this time to speak to each of us. Lord, we love you today. We as your sons and daughters continue to praise you and always have reason to give thanks. Always have a praise on our lips. And so Lord, we thank you today that you promised to be with us. We know that you are with us. We love you and we honour you and we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless.